Welcome everybody, this is Natalie. This is Sam. This is Elizabeth. And we're your hosts of Wisterhood, a podcast by Women in Science Portland. Wisterhood is our community of support for women in science and their allies, and today we're here to talk about college education in STEM, but more specifically, potential movements away from formal higher education altogether. talked about our own college experiences and griped about how it's high costs and lack of mental health services. This week, we're pivoting to new solutions that some are coming up with to combat mounting college costs and underrepresentation of minorities. This is particularly a topic of buzz in high-tech sectors with big companies like Apple, Google, Netflix, and IBM expressing interest and investing in related programs. My dog started barking, I'm sorry. <laughs> the new designation for jobs that don't require traditional four-year college degrees is called new-collar jobs. These jobs tend to be in high-skill tech-based jobs in growing fields like data science, cloud computing, and cybersecurity, but it can expand. According to Kelly Jordan, IBM's talent leader for new-collar initiatives, companies are starting to look for people who've built their skills in other ways, such as through coding camps, community college, and apprenticeships. Proponents of these new-collar jobs may point towards the fact that this could make hiring more inclusive in a number of ways. Not only is the current cost of higher education prohibitive for some, but the non-traditional path may encourage people who have taken a pause in their career to caregive for family to rejoin the workforce. However, skeptics may point out that this is only a band-aid for bullet holes and that eliminating college itself is not the solution to true equity across the board. We wanted to pick up after our part one episode just about basically us griping about the college experience and get a little bit more specific about, okay, well, if college sucks for a number of reasons, what are people thinking and what are, is being done to move away from that? And is that even a good idea? Um, and we found that this was particularly interesting just because it doesn't seem like something that's particularly in the mainstream yet. Generally speaking, so far, there's been a big narrative with education kind of hoisted as the great equalizer or the silver bullet. And so do you think that this would be a good idea? Like, especially in terms of hiring and new collar jobs, what do we think like will be the ramifications if something like this becomes more common? I think something that'd be super interesting is just are these people being hired for a specific job and you're only looking at those candidates or are they going into the general pool with other candidates who have college degrees? And just, I think it'd be interesting to look at how that would really play out ultimately. Because if you're posting them for just different jobs in general, are they truly going to be the same sorts of positions that four-year degrees would be doing? Or is it really just going to kind of back down to be more like a technician or something like that? The kind of the way it already is. And then if they're doing applications for jobs with people with four-year degrees, it's like, what is the actual likelihood of them getting hired and selected over someone with a four-year degree? And if they were, honestly, I think they'd probably be you'd probably pay them less than someone with a four-year degree. Because, I mean, if you went to school for four years, you paid all that money, you took all that time, I feel like you would feel gypped if you didn't get paid more than someone who only maybe did a certificate program or something like that. So I think there would just be so many different arguments that could take place around just yeah, hiring in general for these people, not that they're not qualified, not that there aren't jobs that you don't need a four-year degree for, but just comparing the two and having, trying to bring them to a similar um, weight, I guess, in the world would be really difficult because, you know, people are going to be griping regardless of what side that they're on, of that they are equal, but they're not equal, and like going back and forth on that, I think that it just would be really hard to get to a consensus. Um, I agree with Sam in the whole are the candidates with no four-year degrees applying with candidates for four-year degrees and they're not in separate categories? Because in that case, there is a bias um, because most people tend to think that if you have a four-year degree, you're smarter, you're more educated, you know things. But we have to remember, C's get degrees. Like 
you don't necessarily have to be top of your class to get a degree. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole potential going on. And then the other thing is like, it's hard to say it's a great equalizer because equity is always going to be there. Like biases are always going to be there. It, it really doesn't matter. But from a person of color standpoint, at least for my culture, we, the way we were told is we need a degree. We need those letters in order to succeed. We don't get away with um, having a certificate or just knowing someone Um, So in terms of that, I can see why a lot of people of color would want to get their degrees and we go into debt to do that. But um. when I think about like kind of the way that like myself growing up in communities of color, or at least like in as community of color as Portland will get, um, (laughs) it's this idea is like you have to get those letters (laughs) because that's your um, credibility and you then you're more able to compete against white peers if you have letters behind your name while this may not happen in practice but I think that that's that's the goal I think behind a lot of the way that I guess especially Asian communities will kind of frame higher education (laughs) I almost think like the move towards you know in a world where we aren't hiring for people with four-year degrees traditionally I can see even people like myself getting a little bit um (laughs) salty about potentially like uh, white peers getting hired in these jobs because in the absence of letters we only have bias if that makes sense yeah um I guess, and I mean, the other thing I was thinking um, in response to kind of what Sam was saying about like, well, if if we're all just in one huge steaming uh, cesspool of an applicant pool <laughs> um, <was> all together, <laughs> I don't know why steaming. <laughs> I'm it's really off the rails. Just to make it more appealing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, like if we're all in the same applicant pool, there could still be some level of inequality in terms of how much people are paid. For example, according to the US Bureau of Labor Statistics in May of last year, so May 2020, workers that hold at least a bachelor's degree earned $502 more in median weekly earnings than those with just a high school education. Let's talk about I guess like the argument that these jobs will help underrepresented minorities and women enter or re-enter the sector. Like, do we think that's real or do we think it's fake? Yeah, <laughs> like laying it out there, it's kind of like, eh, seems a little, yeah. like, like our last episode seems a little bit like hopium. <laughs> yeah. I, like it would be nice, but I just don't think it would play out that way ultimately. I think, like the only thing I could say for certain about these new collar type jobs is that it would fix the issue of like going into debt to have to go into STEM. Like I could say for certain, like if they, if places like Apple, Google, Netflix, whoever started hiring people through these certificate programs or community college, like you have an associate's degree, that would solve the money problem. But beyond that, it's just so hard to tell because yeah, we need some sort of action plan I would like to think it would but I just yes yeah, like Elizabeth how I just don't know <laughs> yeah I need a how otherwise I feel like you're just you're thinking like 300 years in the future and I'm not going to be around for that so like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you at that point I think yes it'll eliminate debt that's one thing but I don't think and I, I hate saying this, but I don't think it's going to help underrepresented women or minorities. It's bad enough that if you don't have a white sound, sounding name on your um, resume, you get in a different pile. Um, it's bad enough that if you have better qualifications than a man as a woman, you still don't go in that pile. You go in a different pile. So it's like, I, 
unless we can eliminate those biases, like we just turn in blank um, resumes with just like a number attached to us, like number 101. And then they select that number and it turns out to be me. Great, I got the job, right? I think that's the only way it's gonna work. We have to remove those biases and that's not gonna happen, sadly. Yeah. Which is so unfortunate. I mean, because this whole new collar job idea, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not a bad idea because everybody learns differently. Everyone excels differently just because, I mean, we talked about earlier, it's like, these get degrees. You cannot be the best student and still get a degree as long as you can afford it, basically, and you can afford to stay in um, school. And uh, then there's the individuals who I, some of the smartest people I know can't take a test to save their life, you know? So that kind of route doesn't necessarily bode well for them. So this could potentially work a better route for those types of people who just learn and excel differently. But again, it all comes back to the biases and those just play way too big of a part to really make it succeed. Well, let me pose like a kind of scenario um, like that I, I imagine that proponents of these new collar jobs might might kind of bring up as a reason why these sorts of things might be helpful. So like imagine if, and maybe you don't have to imagine if you're listening, maybe this is you, in which case tell us if you, <laughs> you are interested in a new collar job. Um, but imagine. That would be cool. Tell right? us. Yeah. Um, okay. But imagine if you were like a, a mom and you just sent your kid to college, you had kind of taken some time off from the workforce. Um, you had gone to college, you did some work after that, but took some time off to take care of kids and maybe like an elderly parent or grandparent and you're at the point where now you want to re-enter the workforce, except you don't want to pay $60,000 to go back to college for something different. Do you think that these new collar jobs would be better for people like this mother XYZ who would like to re-enter the workforce? So ageism will play, play into this now. Okay, so it doesn't matter like if she gets the degree recently and she's like all that stuff is fresh in her mind her age is going to play a big factor okay and second it reminded me of the phoenix university commercial have you guys seen this commercial um there's a woman who works in a factory but her job is taken over by um machines so then she goes back to school to get a coding job and then she gets a better job. But that's what it reminded me of. It's possible, but I think there's a lot of other factors people will be looking at. Right. No, I, I do think that is a good avenue for these types of jobs. Is um, It's kind of playing, it's adding another level to it almost because sometimes you're assuming like, oh, maybe they went to college before, they had a different job, went to kids. So it's like they still kind of have that like Oh, well, you do go to college, you do have a, a degree, but maybe you're shifting careers. Um, I know lots of people who I think that would be great for personally, where, yeah, they did take time off to raise a family, or they went down one career path and ultimately determined, like, wow, I've been doing this for 10, 20 years, and I actually hate it. <laughs> and so I think it would be great to have an avenue like that, where it's like, you just, you have such a breadth of experience, it's like, you ultimately going back to college probably isn't going to really give you that what you need like having some sort of certificate program or just yeah a quick and dirty for lack of a better term way to get the information you need to make that change like that would be amazing I think like I definitely think it's a great idea yeah what you kind of bring up about automation taking people's jobs is definitely like part of another discussion but i also think that like there are there's definitely overlap in the venn diagram here where i mean also like the whether or not retraining works is still kind of a subject of contention and like it's very much a talking point in like the presidential debates <laughs> or whatever you know and we don't really know if it really works. I think like, as far as I've seen, results have been kind of mixed. And so kind of this idea where it's like, there's kind of this utopian, like, oh, like 
in the future, like no one will go to college and we shall all just have skills. Insert jazz hands. Seems like a little much, but I do agree that there, there has to be some kind of way for, for people to re-enter the workforce, um, especially now that people are changing jobs all the time and changing fields all the time. Um, the other thing, you know, that I think it would solve is like, when we think about college, like we think about 18 to 22 year olds, we really don't think older students. And I think the emphasis of college on the youth can be a little bit destructive. And actually, I think it would be a lot better if, like, for example, I went to like intro chem lecture, and I saw, you know, a higher proportion of the class who just are actual adults, I think I would learn more. And, and to be honest, I think like the, um, the, the vibes would be better. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest, like, I don't need like the boys in my intro chem class to always be like trying to hit the freaking buzzer to like say their answer as if like that mattered. And I think that having a little bit more just like experience living in the world could be could be useful. But again, this is all in a world where four-year college is still a thing, or at least traditional education in classrooms and lecture halls are still a thing. And like, as Elizabeth talked about, ageism is such a huge, like nebulous also issue that, that we're not going to try to like completely tackle at this yeah. exact moment, but also seem to be another part of the Venn diagram. I feel like such a downer like bring all the negative like all the biases that's like I'm sorry hey, it's reality it's <laughs> yeah we're not trying to get hooked on hopium right like we have to be real with ourselves and despite that we just keep on marching chugging like choo-choo train of knowledge <laughs> the choo-choo train of knowledge does not stop exactly <laughs> I think kind of this idea, Elizabeth, earlier you mentioned that like, okay, like these types of candidates get put into one pile and these types of candidates get put into another pile. And that's all like to kind of fit into um, a corporate culture sort of representation quota needs, right? Like I kind of, and I mean, tell me if I'm wrong or I mean, or if that's not maybe what you were pointing to, um, but like, this this sort of like new collar like oh this is going to be so good for low-income people and students and underrepresented minorities like is this all marketing uh, <laughs> that is a good point and it's a little hard for me to answer because when i think about the no collar jobs i also think of vocational school and when you see uh commercials or advertising for vocational school all the students are people of color yep and so this new, uh, what is it? No collar. Now I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> the new collar, yeah. New collar jobs is being marketed as uh, equity, right? It's equitable for underrepresented minorities and women. But I don't see that. Like, like for some reason, that statement does not make me think, oh, this is great for my community. This is something I can promote to my community. Like, I don't know. It just feels like like a shortcut for other people, but not for us, if that makes sense. Yeah, and if you only, like, that's your whole thing. It's like marketing it to minorities, women, things like that. It's almost like saying, like, oh, you know, can't do college. Here's this other little smaller route that you could do. It's almost like that too. If you're solely marketing it to those sorts of people, it's almost like you're giving in to the whole bias and stereotype that it's like, oh no, STEM real STEM and college, you know, just for white men and, and everyone else, you can try this instead. And I think that's something you need to like these companies need to be careful of. It's like this should be an idea for everyone. Cause I mean, to me, it's like there needs to be something that need to be able to show its equivalence at the end as the end result of like you can do the same job it is the same thing it is for anyone who wants to take this route versus the other and more go at it that way um almost at least I think that would be better we seem to be kind of circling around um this sort of idea that like okay well if 
if institutions, whether it be companies like IBM and Google or college is unsafe for women and people of color and poor people, then that's not gonna solve, like new collar jobs is not gonna solve the problem. In that world, new collar jobs is just a way for Google to market how like Silicon Valley, like neo-futurist, like if that makes sense, right? It's like the environment itself, it's gonna be toxic. Then, you know, it's not, it, it's not a um, long-term solution. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, it's just a band-aid for a bullet hole. Like it's trying to create this new opportunity to help out, but it's not actually solving the original issue at hand that everyone's facing with the whole four-year college being so expensive. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Um, I know I was, I think, talking to Natalie, maybe both of you about this last time for our last episode, how this kind of topic got brought up with some people I know and we were going around the room, the virtual room per se, and being like, do you think your job could be done without your four-year degree? And like listening to what people thought was so interesting because there was a little bit, you know, sometimes of that like bitterness. I'm like, well, I went to college. Like, of course you need it. But then it's like, when you really think about it, you're like, the skill sets ultimately if you boil it down to a lot of the time you could probably get away without doing the whole four-year degree you could really just like if you the only the main issue um that I saw with a lot of it though was like then at 18 you're you have to know exactly what you want to do and learn those exact skill sets to do that exact job um but then again there are really jobs out there that regardless you're probably going to need higher education to do you're not going to be able to get away with doing these certificate programs and so I mean uh Natalie you made some notes about you know being a doctor a physician like I want my doctors to go through a lot of school if they're gonna be cutting me open and stuff and same with lawyers like if they're defending me in court I want them to know what they're doing I want them to understand the law and understand my rights and everything and I I think it's it's just a really interesting topic to think about. And so it's like listeners, I would encourage you to think about like your job, your friends, jobs, if you think it, they require that kind of ed- higher education or not. Um, and I was just kind of wondering what you two think on that topic. I mean, I agree with wanting my doctor to have a degree <laughs> or my lawyer. Yeah. Not that I get in any trouble or anything like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lawyer on retainer or anything. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Nurses don't go to a four-year program. They can. They don't have to. And they have a degree and they still take your blood. They do all that stuff, right? So who's to say that a doctor needs to have eight years? Like, I'm, okay, for what I understand, the majority of things done in a hospital are done by a nurse. And your doctor just kind of signs papers. So, mm, I mean, I still, if I need surgery, I still want him to, or her to have like a a degree, but I'm just saying like, we have to kind of look at it, all of the aspects that are surrounding us. Because in reality, what this is, is the myth of meritocracy, where Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be on an equal level. And if you're skilled and you're educated, then you can go anywhere. But that's not true. Like, if you're a person of color, if you're a woman, you don't have um, those avenues. So I I don't agree with this new collar thing. I'm sure it's fine. It might work. But I have very little faith in it. In terms of helping underrepresented women and minorities. I should specify that. Okay, so on the doctor thing, I I mean, I, I don't really know, get back to me in 10 years and we'll see. Um, <laughs> hopefully, maybe, we'll see, I don't know. But I do think like it's, it's kind of interesting that you bring up nurses because I really didn't think about how, like nurses really do a lot of like the, you know, just the 
the labor in in the healthcare system um and that knowledge seems to be very experiential and like i have a f- friends in nursing programs where it's like you know right off the bat in college like you are in a nursing program as opposed to like doctors who have to do uh, a shit ton of stuff <laughs> um the other thing that it also makes me think of is like the system in other countries where you, by the time you get to college, like you already know your subspecialty. Um, so like college in, in is very American in the way that we're talking about it, where it's like, oh, like I get to explore and have majors. Whereas I think like it, my mind is going to European countries and maybe Taiwan where my parents are from. I don't, I'm not super familiar with the Taiwanese education system or Europe. But from what I've heard, it seems like that out of high school, you get funneled into engineering or doctoring or lawyering. (laughs) And these are systems where college is free. So like, is is that the better alternative do we think? But the other thing I also wanted to ask on top of that was like, the other thing that people say is that it's not that college teaches you how to do like calculus or how to balance an equation. It just, people say that college teaches you how to suffer. Is that, are those like portable skills in the real job market? Is that like, do you feel like your your time suffering in college has served you well? I do find that interesting that you bring that up because it's funny where, I mean, I'm very young in my career. I've only been working for two and a half years, but I'll have like informational interviews with undergraduate engineering students and things like that. And they always ask, like, what do you use the most from your undergraduate degree? And honestly, it's that kind of, I mean, I feel terrible. It's that kind of stuff, like the suffering through these group projects, learning how to work with these people, learning how to fail, really, I think is some of the things I use the most in my day-to-day job. So I think that almost, at least for me personally, goes to show sometimes it's like those things really do matter. Because it is true. It's like, I don't use my bioreactors course like skills in my job. I don't like balance, do mass balances and things like that. Like all the I fluid dynamics, all these crazy classes I took just to kind of go through the pain of being an engineering undergrad. <laughs> like I don't really use those day to day. And so it is, at least for me in my situation kind of goes to show that I feel like I do use more of those situational skills more almost and then a lot of more of the specific skill sets I mean I pull back from my different courses some background information but a lot of it is on the job training at at the end of the day I think (sighs) okay So many things going on in my head. So yes. Get ready for the manifesto. Let's go. (laughs) So yes, I agree that in college, there is a portion of suffering and you learn from it. However, you have external factors as well. So like for me, I'm bipolar. That was an external factor. There's an external factor of money. There's like all that stuff, right? And the person who maybe is a white male and is affluent what is his suffering compared to mine? So I'm just like, I know I'm being a downer, but this is what, what goes into my head. Like, (laughs) and the other thing is like, it depends on your personality. Okay. So I'm very quiet. I'm meek. I don't like confrontation. So I tend to be like, okay, do whatever you want. I'll sit here. Right. Which adds to the suffering because then you feel like you're out of control, but you're not willing to take the control. So yes, I can learn from it, but that doesn't mean it's going to change. And I feel like depending on your character, you're either internalizing the suffering or you're trying to find a way to not suffer. And it's easier to internalize it than to let someone know or to put up a fight or think about something. So yeah, so... (laughs) 
There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> oh, I think that's a great perspective and a great point of view because it's all 100% accurate. We live in an American hyper-capitalist system where like you have to stand out and as you said, like make a stink, like make a big deal out of yourself in order to progress and to be noticed and to et cetera, et cetera. Yes. <laughs> that was the Silicon Valley boy speak coming out. It's just, they, they all just sound like the parents in Charlie Brown. They're going to come for us. <laughs> <laughs> come. That I would love it. Saying. Yes. Next episode. We're coming for you <laughs> <Come> too. <laughs> Right. So like, you know, the, all of that happened and you just, you kind of were mentioning how like, that's just like not your personality. And I, I think I like can definitely um, relate to that in terms of just like, that's not something you're really encouraged to do or that I was really encouraged to do growing up, like was to make a big deal out of myself. Like that's not, that's not like the point of view. <laughs> um, and so I just think like, I was just kind of wondering in terms of that, like did college it does is college preparing you to be like to be the ideal American capitalist worker and I think like for you Elizabeth since like you mentioned it like do you feel like your personality has worked against you in the workplace or just like kind of in in the system that we live in maybe that was a nebulous nebulous no no that makes sense um so I definitely don't think college prepared me for the real world where you have sexism at work, you have um, uh, racism at work, where uh, it's difficult to ask for a raise or it's difficult to say no, even though you've exceeded your hours and have a life. Um, so I, I know those are skills that most people learn throughout their whole life, you know, boundaries and things like that. So. That, that has never come easy to me. Like saying no is not something that I can do very easily. Like I'm very, oh, you need help? Okay, I'll help you. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. This is how I know I will end up dead in a ditch because some man told me he lost his puppy or his child and I will get in the van, okay? <laughs> this is how I know this and that that will be my demise. <laughs> this is but, not the death I want for you. I just want that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do truly believe that though because I'm so like I guess bleeding heart kind of person um where I don't want to see anyone suffer but it's okay if I suffer it's that whole internal thing that you make everyone else happy but you're dying on the inside and it doesn't show on the outside um so for that I don't feel college prepared me for and that and I also feel like that's probably not their job to do but it would have been nice to learn how to stick up for myself at work, um, to like understand those laws of like labor laws, not something I have to research, but something you could explain to me. So those kind of things. And at work, it's the same now in terms of like, I have trouble saying no when my hours are exceeded or I'm having dinner and I get a phone call and I'm just like, leave me alone and they won't leave me alone. <laughs> and so, uh, I, my personality does affect me in the sense that I also, if I see something that's wrong or I don't think your idea is going to work, I don't tell you that until you fail. <laughs> and then I'll try to help you with a solution. But it's not so much that I want someone to fail. It's just I don't want someone to think, oh, she thinks she's smarter. She thinks she can do better, like anything like that. And, and it goes with the other thing about how we don't make ourselves a big deal because it's bragging. It's not being humble. It's not, you know, being part of a team. And so, yeah, I don't know. All of this stuff is just hard for me personally. Yeah, totally. I real quickly just want to like say thank you and appreciate that you both brought up the personality thing. Cause I mean, it's huge and just for, sharing those things I think it's really great because I mean I feel like lots of people feel that way um I know even just growing up between my sister and I I'm a huge extrovert where she is not she's a huge introvert and it just it shows that these systems aren't made for 
more introverted people a lot of the time. And I had to see her struggle that way. Um, whereas for me, I mean, a prime example is we were both RAs in college. I'm extremely extroverted, very bubbly. I'm very good at putting on that, like, hey, everybody, you know, like kindergartner teacher face. I don't know what you want to call it, but I am fairly good at that. I love my job. I got rehired and things like that. My sister, on the other hand, she is an amazing person. I mean, anyone knows that that meets her, but she is very introverted and she's not as good at putting on that excited, you know, face and attitude as I am just because that's not her and she just shouldn't have to be that way but she ended up not getting rehired basically because they were like oh you know you didn't really seem to like maybe like your job or whatever it's like the whole like oh you didn't smile enough or crap you know and I think that was a great thing to bring up just about college too is it does really push you to be that extrovert fight for things kiss ass and all of that stuff and it's really really stupid <laughs> Because um, it is painful to see your friends or family who maybe don't have those personality types. That's just not them, that they don't get maybe the same opportunities. People don't recognize them because they're not as flashy in their face. You shouldn't have to be that way to get that kind of recognition. Or you shouldn't have to brown nose and kiss people's asses to get recognition and be able to go far. And so it's stupid. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to end my rant on this, but it is. It's just it's one of many, many, many stupid things. <laughs> yeah, I think like, you know, talking about personality and like a desirable personality to be a good worker has a lot to do with obviously whiteness and manness. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like, you know, this, this is maybe another part, this is another uh, circle on the Venn diagram that overlaps with kind of what we're talking about with ways to break away from traditional four-year higher education, where it's like, okay, there's this genius myth where people like Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg, they drop out of college and oopsie daisy, like, oh, I'm a billionaire now, like, whatever shall I do? I'm so smart, like... Oh my God, it's, it was all on accident and like, you know, all based on my merit, right? How do we like square like this kind of like, I mean, also the fact that these initiatives are coming out of Silicon Valley where it's tries to present itself as an avant-garde. Like we are futurists and we do things differently. Um, and so like, I don't know what are, I just like react to it in however way you want, I guess. Okay, first I want to point out that both Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg are white men. Yeah. So, okay. Second thing, the genius myth can apply to almost anyone. And the reason I say that is because if you're quiet, if you're studious, if you basically don't make waves, people think you're super smart. <laughs> you're just awkward, right? Mm -hmm. Like, at least at school, that's what it was. Like I would get report cards that, oh, she's excellent, but she never talks. She doesn't participate or whatever. So I think that can be applied to almost anyone. Like, yes, great, they were geniuses, they're smart, they did what they did, but they also, like Mark Zuckerberg got into MIT. Like, mm -hmm. like he, he threw that away. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I'm very, very conflicted about this statement. And also, like, you know, on top of Oopsie Daisy becoming a millionaire, he also, like, maybe ruined American democracy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, is it's not like him finishing college would have changed anything, I don't think. But like, Well, yeah, that's true. But I just mean, like, we're talking about this situation where it's new collar right and he he went that way he he had the knowledge he didn't get the four-year degree but I also think like if it was Miguel Sotelo or something and the same thing happened I don't think mm -hmm. they would have the same doors as Mark Zuckerberg even if they got into MIT and decided to drop out that looks like oh another person of color just didn't make it dropped out mm -hmm. so that's the way I'm looking at it but maybe it's not what you're asking and I'm answering a completely different question. I, to be honest, I don't know what I asked. So I'm <laughs> glad you said something. <laughs> I 
I never know. I feel like this conversation pops up every once in a while. Like, ah, you know, what about the Zuckerbergs of the world or whatever? I'm like, how many really are there? Like, we can probably count on one hand, maybe two. I don't know. To me, it's just like, I do really feel like it is like a myth. Like, obviously it can be done. These people have done it, but it's like some people like they strive to be that way now and I'm like that's like dropping out of college isn't like it's I feel like you know it's kind of like that affluent white man's dream it's like high school man he's like I'm gonna get into the best college ever and then I'm gonna drop out and have a startup and be an entrepreneur and all these things which I mean all good goals to have in mind it's you know the going to college dropping out whatever it's like I don't know to me it's just so confusing I think it's really just like making this pipeline of like people thinking like that's the right way to go about things because it worked out for them they're so high profile and in like the media and things like that where I mean I could be wrong maybe people don't think that way but it's just so weird to me because it's like I was brought up to be you know you go to school you do well in school you graduate you finish you get the job you do the things you put in the work not saying that they didn't put in the work, but it's just like such, it's just like, it's not a straight trajectory that everyone follows. And I, I don't know, I'm like going just like into the abyss of all of this, but I, just, I don't know. Sense. I think the other thing is genius, like a lot of adjectives are subjective. Like, okay, they're both good at coding. They're both good at electronics that's one aspect. They're not well-rounded individuals, like to say that if we took them to trivia night, they're going to know about history, about pop music. Like, so, like, I just think that when you say genius, it should be a well-rounded individual. Like, obviously, I don't know them. I never met them. They could be super geniuses and know everything. They like soaked up encyclopedias and they can regurgitate it. But in that case, are you really a genius or did you just memorize stuff? So like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't like the subjectivity of the word genius. Like explain to me why they are a genius first. <laughs> because it, there are 13 year olds who break down their computers. They may not know how to put them back together but they broke them down and they're gonna try to rebuild them. Does that make that kid a genius? There are. 12 year olds that know how to make apps nowadays that that's does that make the 12 year old a genius like I, I need more of a criteria yeah I think like more of the story Mark Zuckerberg if you are listening we'll take it to- <laughs> yes I know I've just been sitting here visualizing the three of us with Zuckerberg doing trivia night <laughs> oh my god a funny thought I mean I think we'd have a great time <laughs> Or be really, really myself from like physically attacking the man, but yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you can show him up and he'll feel small. You don't yeah. even have to attack him. Just be smarter than him. <laughs> if you knew that Google were was doing this like career certificate thing where they're like allowing people to certificate their way into a job as opposed to four-year degree. If you knew that this was happening when you were a wee youngster, would you have done it? Like if, I mean, and let's maybe just assume that you did want to work at Google or like you were a science or what is it? CS type person. Is that an option you would take? No. (laughs) Uh, For me, I mean, a lot of it has to do with just how I was raised. Um, like it, I, it's just me and my sister. My mom raised us to be very like strong, independent women, and it was like you need to be able to take care of yourself. You need to be able to financially support yourself. You need to be able to do X, Y, and Z as a woman because you are at a disadvantage. And it's like the example sometimes she would use, like, oh, you know. Some people just want to get married at high school, be a housewife, what have you, which there's nothing wrong with that if that's truly what you want to do. But what happens when you get divorced? What happens if your spouse dies? Like, 
you got nothing to help you and your kids out if that's the life you chose. And my mom would just bring up examples like that all the time where it's like nothing is guaranteed in life. But if you go and you get that degree, like that's yours and people can't take it away from you. Like that is my biggest like glowing pride of myself is the fact that I have those degrees and I have done it all myself. And so like, even though I do think that this route could be good for some people, like I I would have never done it for those reasons. I wouldn't do it either. Also, Sam, get an ironclad prenup and then you'll be set. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I've thought about this. <laughs> With my non-lawyer retainer thing. <laughs> this is um, why we need a lawyer on retainer. <laughs> exactly. We can all I get know, prenups. Like this. <laughs> um I don't think I would go with this and it has nothing to do with the fact that like I don't like computer science to be honest like technology is just technology to me I don't find it exciting I don't want to break down my computer I really don't care how my phone works as long as it works like eh. um but I also think that I don't (laughs) I don't think my mom would let me get away with that (laughs) like you just got a certificate like what does that mean like it only took you six months to get it like I don't think that would compute to her and I don't want to be a disappointment to my mother so I went to college and I got a bachelor's degree so this is not an option for me um and that's my primary reason my second reason is same as Sam my mom always said that you should be able to take care of yourself like don't ever depend on a man if a man leaves you let him walk don't like don't yeah hold the door open like what my mom is that kind of person so being independent is something that she really wanted for us so I don't think I could prove to her this certificate would make me independent um I don't know I guess it mostly comes down to my mom I don't know what to say about that (laughs) yay for strong moms (laughs) (laughs) so basically what we learned one Mark Zuckerberg trivia night to we our mothers <laughs> are in control of our lives which is our <laughs> best thank god honestly I could not be in control of right <laughs> um and I mean also like you know I think it does point to the fact that like you know at least you know proponents of this sort of thing would be like well this just points to how we need to deprogram ourselves from this idea that like four-year education is the only way and is the only stable way to a job. And I think as these things become more ubiquitous, and I think they will, we'll see kind of how, you know, people think of it. Like maybe by the time my generation is all grown up and, you know, not bambied anymore, like <laughs> bambied. Bambied, like when you know we um like maybe it'll be normal and you know etc etc um I, I don't know I think it's such a big empty question and it'll be interesting to see how this sort of thing plays out and it'll be interesting how like you know maybe five years from now two years from now if this podcast episode will sound outdated I also want to point out that the other thing we learned is this system is not equitable yeah yeah like if you take anything from today's episode just know that this is not equitable mm-hmm. and the the systems that are set in place are not set for people who are introverted or have different personality skills or different um i guess ways of thinking like the system is for I want to say sheep, robots, I don't even know, but like people who just are okay in that confined box. Yeah, nothing short of, I think, like a wholesale teardown of the system. This is me, you know, my my personal opinion, not that I'm pushing it upon anyone else, but you know, that's, that's what it is. Well, on that fun note, what have been some things that have been going on in your life that have made you happy or grateful or just feel glad to exist? Why did my partner got a new job? And so that's super exciting. 
That's awesome. Congrats to Wyatt. Um, I did something out of my comfort zone. I went to go test drive a vehicle. Yeah. And I talked to salespeople, even though they're kind of bullies, but, but I, I did it. I stood my ground. I was, you would be proud of me. <laughs> what car did you test drive? A Kia Nero, a hybrid. Yeah. It's nice. It's quiet. It drives very smoothly. <laughs> I don't know. That's but a yeah. good. We are proud of you, Elizabeth. Thank I, you. I would. Those <laughs> people are scary. <laughs> they are. And then, so, so now that it's COVID, they don't test drive with you. They can't be in the vehicle for some reason. So that you have to give them your car keys to ensure that you come back. And then they try to do their sales pitch, and they won't give you your car keys. <laughs> I can't do it. I wouldn't be able to go. <laughs> I kept telling my sister, I should have brought my backup pair. Let them keep that one. Like, yeah, just, just, just done. Bye. <laughs> yeah, for anyone looking for a car out there, bring a spare. Okay. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, that's actually really scary. I feel like that could be really dangerous. Yeah. I'm wondering how they did that, though. Because I knew they didn't go with you. I was like, how do they prevent people from just driving off? Now we know. They take your keys and they take a copy of your license, obviously. So so I guess two things in conjunction. One, my like slow but sure addiction to carbonated water. <laughs> this is maybe one of the most Portland things I will ever say. <laughs> but but it's it's slowly happening and there's nothing I can do to stop it. I just can sense my own demise. The other thing is, along with my carbonated water, I've been watching a lot of um, private practice, oh. which has been so fun. Um, <laughs> it's like a, it's a doctor show. It's a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't last us long, though. No, it's only six seasons, but that's still a lot. I yeah. think just... Good. that's it for today's podcast thank you so much for listening to Wisterhood. make sure to subscribe so you'll know when we drop more episodes and comments so more folks can find us or just tell people about us that's the best way to spread the word and tell us your stories or ask questions you'd like answered on the pod you can email us at podcast at womeninsciencepdx.org we'd love to hear from you and special thanks to homo coast rayani who designed our awesome cover art bye bye